Good evening, church. Thank you all for joining us this evening, and I uh, want to say hello to all of you uh, worshiping with us online. Thank you for being a part of our church family, and uh, we hope that this uh, live stream uh, since the pandemic um, has happened, uh, that you're still following us online, and uh, if you're here with us in person every week, that's great, but we understand people get sick, people get um, stuff happens in life, and sometimes you have to stay home, and uh, we're thankful we can have a way to connect with you today. I do want to remind everyone, life is better together in small groups of people. And if uh, you're not in a group already, we do encourage you to get into one. Connie started her group this past week, and uh, you can find the info there on the screen. Date's a little wrong. Date's already passed. But you can still see Connie tonight if you didn't get a book or didn't get to sign up. And if you're online, you can comment below with any questions about small groups. Journey students, we're relaunching tomorrow, and uh, I can't believe it's here. September is halfway over which is pretty crazy to believe. Uh, October will be here, and then it'll be 2024 uh, before we know it. But little info about tomorrow. Uh, we're meeting tomorrow 6 to 8 uh, for our fall kickoff. We're going to be unveiling a couple of things happening uh, within Journey students with events and trips and other things that are happening. Uh, but do want to highlight again, uh, TCTC. I just had a uh, guardian tonight tell me that, hey, I want my kid to go to TCTC, and that's awesome. And uh, I'm so excited for that. So a couple a couple things to note about that. It's January 5th through the 7th, 2024. Registration cost is $70, but for some reason, uh, if you have a child or a situation that you can't afford that $70, we've got more than enough right now to uh, set aside to be able to pay for someone who can't afford to go on this trip. Uh, that's an awesome thing, and that's because of all of you, um, all of you that watch online, people that are here in person tonight and tomorrow. I've had probably about $500 in donations to cover people that can't go on this trip. Uh, that's awesome. Never been done before, and uh, I'm so excited for that. Justin's going to go with me. Uh, Bridget, my wife, we're going to go, and uh, we're going to have a great time. So if you have a student, 6th or 12th grade, that is looking forward to going on a trip like this, and they've never been to Gatlinburg before, or if they just want to learn more about Jesus and who he is, uh, this is a trip that they will Never forget, and uh, I pray uh, that we can have uh, quite a bit go with us. So if you have any questions about that, just find me after service here tonight. We're in a series called Forward Thinking in the book of Ephesians. We're in week four already. It seems like we just started this series last week. Uh, we're in a 10-week series, and uh, today we're talking about making things right. Uh, we're talking about how sometimes uh, people are difficult, and uh, sometimes we just want things to be made right, but really... We are better together. Let's go ahead and get started. guys here we go ephesians chapter 2 find your bible or look on the screen check it out or you can use your smartphone in your hand and follow along with us there with an outline go god that really is exciting god help us all help us make things right people and parents and and even our pets we need to get along better say better 
<laughs> Heck yeah, man. Come on. How do we do that? How, how do we all figure this out? God is with us and uh, he gets us. So welcome to our journey series. You guys who are online and we're going to answer some questions. Jesus is trending again in our world. So go God and everybody needs Jesus. It is the truth. And we're trying to tell everybody that. I hope you are too. So here's Here's the kind of question some people have about God and the church and the people that go there. Here's one of the good questions that we can help people with. Are you normal? And who gets to decide that? So that's a question a lot of people have is like, what is normal anymore? What does normal look like? And are you a normal person and who gets to decide that? And what we're going to find out in Ephesians chapter 2 tonight, I think that may give some uh, courage and support to everybody is that you're probably just about as normal as everybody else, whoever you are, sitting right where you are, just like you are, pretty as you are, or whatever you are. I'm just saying that you're probably just about as normal as everybody else. People are just people, and and we're not clones, really. We're we're unique. So just say I'm unique. I'm unique. Yeah, that's okay. You're, you're about as normal as everybody else, and everybody is uh, a unique person that God has made and created, and, and so uh, truth is, there are a lot of things, we are, there are a lot of differences in our world today, not all of them good, but there are a lot of differences, we all have little different uh, sleeping habits, some of you like to get up early and see the sunrise. <laughs> and others of you like to stay up late and, you know, check out the stars, see the sunset every day. It's okay. It's okay. I'm just saying, guys, that we're probably all about as normal as everybody else. We're, we're not clones. We are different. We drive different cars and trucks and vehicles, and we wear different clothing styles. It's the truth. And and I hope that you're okay with that. I hope that you're okay that we're we're different ages sometimes. It's true. In journey, man, you see, we're quite a diverse group here with age groups. We got we've got little guys. Connie's got some of them in the back right now, having some class time. And then we got older guys, senior guys, adult guys, and ladies and people. So we, we are different age groups. That's okay. We're, we're unique. And uh, we have different sleep habits. That's okay. We drive different vehicles. That's okay. If you're not careful, you start thinking about everybody else, think that everybody's just some kind of weirdo. Because <laughs> they are different. But... You know, it's all right. God makes things right, even in a world where it seems like everybody else is kind of a weirdo, weird kind of things, and things go wrong. So let's look at Ephesians chapter 2 and try to unpack a little bit of stuff that the Apostle Paul has given us that might help us feel better about just being ourselves, and it's okay not to be okay, don't stay that way, but... It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool what he writes to us in Ephesians chapter 2 about the church and about people like us. So let's take a look at this. And here's the first idea. 
that I've got that you might want to take notes with when it comes to the first question there was who, who decides what's normal? Well, God does, and you're probably about as normal as everybody else. We're just people. So here's the other thing I want you to put in your notes. Individual differences, and we are different, different sleep patterns and different trucks, and some of you like different kind of clothes. That's okay, different summer styles, winter styles. Our differences, though, can keep us kind of pulled apart, torn apart. I use the word torn apart. Um, so so let's, let's jot that down. Let's start there. Our differences are okay because we are all unique, but sometimes we're so different and we think that everybody else is a weirdo, it kind of pulls us apart, tears us apart, and uh, it can happen to people and to parents and even to your pets. It happens to all of us. Verse 11, let's look at this. Here's what he says. Here's what the Apostle Paul says in verse 11, chapter 2, in the book of Ephesians. Forward thinking, getting past our past. Therefore, remember the, that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, that done in the body by the hands of men, Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. So Paul begins talking to the church, and like I'm talking to you guys tonight, and you guys who are online, and talking about how sometimes we all have some differences, and he's talking about cultural differences and religious differences. And there's the Jewish people in the Bible, and then there's those who are not Jewish. And that could be a large grouping of people that we call Gentiles, those who are spiritual outsiders. So there were insiders and outsiders, and maybe you felt like most of your life that you weren't really that connected to a church anywhere, maybe not really involved in anybody's church. And so you might fit into this group that Paul is writing to when he says, formerly you who are Gentiles outside of the church, not Jewish, but Gentiles by birth. And so verse 11 and verse 12, he says, there are some things in our past that we need to remember. You want to get past your past, but there are some things that you want to remember about your past. And God has made some pretty dramatic distinctions in the past between people in, in the religious world that we live in. And he says, Paul says, that in the past there were two groups of people. Say two? Well, there's a whole lot more than two now. I mean, good goodness, I mean, like a kajillion. I mean, there's tons of all kinds of differences. But basically, Paul says two groups of people, the insiders and outsiders, those who are Jewish and everybody else is Gentile, and, and so the Bible in the book of beginnings in Genesis chapter 12 gives us some ancient history about, well, where did God's family come from? Where did the Jewish people come from? Where did the insiders come from? So look at this on the screen, Genesis chapter 12, book of beginnings. And this kind of gives us the background and the history of how this got started in the first book in the Bible where everybody started picking sides. Like, wait a minute. The Lord had said to Abram, leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. 
So God's having a conversation with this man called Abram that later we call Abraham. And God says, I will make you. God picks somebody by the name of Abram. He could have picked John or Jim or James or Steve or Bill, but he picked Abram. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you and I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. Verse 3 Genesis chapter 12, I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples, all peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. So, so God picks somebody, and he picks Abram, and he gives this promise that, it, that they're going to be this this person Abram and Sarah Abraham and Sarah are actually going to be the beginning of God's family but it isn't intended to just be for insiders eventually it's going to include outsiders as well and that's what we're reading in the book of Ephesians in the New Testament that you're reading with me tonight Paul's words to the church that was meeting in Ephesus in the past the non-Jewish people were those people that were looking outside, looking outside, looking in. And so Paul in verse 12, look at verse 12 of chapter 2 I just read. Paul kind of does an autopsy uh, on a cadaver trying to learn like what's on the inside of this person. And he cuts us open. He says, you guys in the past when you were outsiders... You were Gentiles without God and without hope and without salvation. It was like you had a bad cancer. Say, bad cancer? Not good news. It was like you were a dead person already and didn't know it. And he describes that without Jesus, everybody needs Jesus. Say amen. Why do we say that all the time? Why do we say that? Preacher, why in the world do you go why do you go into every sermon and you bring this up over and over again? Why do I say that? Because it's the truth, guys. The truth is everybody needs Jesus. And if you're not an insider and you're not Jewish, you probably just don't get the point of the Bible if you haven't been reading the Bible and just understand that Jesus changes everything. That we who once were on the outside without Jesus we get a chance to be together with others on the inside who are Jewish and who are religious and godly people from Abraham. Way back there in the book of beginning. So without Jesus, we had no promise of a Messiah or a Savior. We were Christless. That's what Paul says, verse 12. And, and we didn't have any nation. You live in America. You live in the state of Kentucky. You... God bless you. God bless America. But if you didn't have Jesus, then you didn't have any citizenship, not, not with a nation of people like the Jewish people of Israel. And it also, Paul says, that we were foreigners, didn't have any of God's promises. We were like aliens. We, we were like people who didn't have a friend in the world. And so you were coming to a country that you really didn't have any citizenship and didn't have any connections and you didn't have any invitation. That describes all of us before Jesus. Everybody needs Jesus because we were Christless and stateless and friendless. And finally, he says, we're even hopeless and godless. 
All those words are in these verses that I just read to you in, in Ephesians chapter 2 and you were looking at just a moment ago with me. Now you never thought of yourself that way before you started going to church. You never thought of yourself as somebody that was hopeless and godless and friendless. I mean, but it's the truth. Without Jesus, that was our condition. We, were, we really were on the outside looking in. And, and it's really good news that, that God has invited us and he has blended us into his family and that we are included. That was in chapter 1 the book of Ephesians. And that we have been redeemed, even those who are outside the church. But in the beginning, all these differences keep us all torn apart. Like separated. Say separated? I don't like you. Because you're not, you're not invited to the party, to the Jesus celebration. And so Jesus changes everything. And we are different. And so a lot of people maybe have told you that you're not normal. Or there's something weird about you. Or there's something different about you. And why do you stay up so late? Why don't you go to bed? Or why do you get up so early? Why don't you sleep in sometime? Or why do you drive that old dirty car? Why don't you get a car wash sometime? I mean, people look at us and they make judgments about us and we're not like them and we start thinking like, you're a weirdo. Say, weirdo? And heck yeah, we are. We're different. We're unique. And it seems like sometimes that we're not normal because we're not like somebody else. Sometimes there are people who are wealthy and then there's people that don't even have a job. We are kind of weird and different and unique and it's okay and everybody's probably about as normal as everybody else sometimes and some of you like buttered popcorn and some of you like no butter at all are you kidding me who's going to eat popcorn without butter on top i don't eat no butter on top kind of looks like like you're crazy give me the buttered popcorn we're all different and unique and it's okay and it, we have these differences. Some of you like your steak well done. Some of you want it to move when it hits the plate. Right? Say amen. Yeah, you want to hear it go move. We are different. And some of these differences can keep us all torn apart. You ever seen two dogs at the park walking? We carry Ollie, pick him up. We see the big dog and he's a little dog. Man, his little old tail's wagging, got it between his legs. We got to grab him up because the big dog's a bully and the little dog's a victim. And Yeah, even animals, even pets. I mean, just think about it. You got a big old bull or you got a crazy old cow or you got some old pig that you can't keep it. I'm just telling you, all the animals in the animal kingdom and the people in the people kingdom and the families in the family kingdom, we're like, we can't get along. We got to get along better, Amen. Because all of our differences keep us all torn apart. We're all ripped up on the inside. Like, man, I'm so unhappy with you and you're some weirdo. Well, wait a minute. Slow down here for a second. God really is for everybody. And, and maybe we are different and unique, but because of Jesus, we can all be in the same family. And that's what's pretty cool. So knowing God can make up for a whole lot of differences in the world. Amen? Aren't you glad to hear that? Are you telling other people that? Or if they don't ride a Harley, are you parking on the other side of town? I'm just saying. Their little Yamaha, whatever 
Kawasaki, whatever, you know, sound like a chainsaw running. I don't know. What, what do you do? If it, it, do you really think about this every day, that knowing God can make up for a lot of differences in the world, and that's what makes Christianity so important. And that's what Paul's talking about here. That's what he's describing in this passage that we're reading in Ephesians chapter 2 tonight. Man, I wish I could talk to you about the church. Because that's what I'm talking to you about. And you are the church. Wait a minute. I'm not talking about the city church or country church or the old church that used to have pews or the old church that used to sing, sing hymns. Or I'm not talking about the building. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you are the church, not the brick and mortar and building and seats and lights and the band. And I'm just saying, guys, that when we look at the Bible and you go back to the Bible, and you look at what Paul is writing to us in the church at Ephesus, and you really you begin to understand like it's us who make most of the problems for people in the church, and even those outside the church. Because Jesus has made a way, and he's made a plan for all of us to get along better. Parents and people and pets and all of us in the world, he's, Jesus changes everything, and that really is the plan. So here's number two. If you got all ripped up inside because somebody called you a weirdo, maybe you are. Maybe you do stay up too late. I don't know. Maybe you do eat popcorn that doesn't have any butter like me. What can you do about it if, if you really are different from a lot of other people? Our loose ends and differences get stitched together because of Jesus. Now, I saw some of you tonight, and I don't have to call your name, but you're in the audience, and we talked about this, but we've got some animals, and we've got some pets, and sometimes they get sick like people. We have to go to the veterinarian, and we have, we have to go to the groomer, and they have to get their nails trimmed, and they have to get a bath, and they have to get all smelly good, and sometimes you've got to have surgery, even for our pets and our animals, and sometimes you, you have, you know, something that's made them sick and they got to have some kind of treatment or surgery. And then they have stitches, which, which really is supposed to pull it all back together. When you open something up and you got to take something out and you've got some kind of surgery, you're going to have to sew things back up and stitch it together. So stitching us together is a picture that Paul gives these people that are meeting in the church at Ephesus because they're not even sure yet they like each other. Remember I said they're insiders and outsiders? And so when they brought the outsiders into the church, guess how the insiders started to act and treat them? They sat over here, way away from them. Do you think, think about this. I mean, think about how it is today that if you come into the church and you don't look like the people that are in that church, if you're not dressed the way those people are dressed or Maybe they're all bikers or all, they're, they're all four-wheelers or they're all truck drivers or maybe they're all bankers and they all wear shirts and ties and collars. I don't know, but I'm just saying if you walk into a place and they all look different than you, where are you going to sit? Somewhere else where they're not at. I'll try to move away. So we still do that even today with people because it feels like, you know, maybe I, I don't belong here. Maybe I... Maybe I don't fit here. And so Jesus changes everything and everybody needs Jesus because he can, he can stitch us all together. 
Sunday's a good day. Saturday, our services is pretty small. And I hope you guys will bring somebody. They're not going to come if you don't bring them. And you got to talk to them. I mean, that really, that's the only answer. But Sundays, I, I wish you'd come on a Sunday now and then and just check it out. Some of you do. There's more of you in here on a Sunday. And some of you have to sit down beside of people you don't know. Right, right now, you're either sitting by yourself or you're sitting with somebody you came with. There's a whole lot of you sitting by yourself. There ain't that many in here. But I'm just saying, Sunday's a better kind of day because you have to sit down beside somebody maybe that you didn't meet or you don't know yet. And so it really is kind of the picture that you can, you can become comfortable. Say comfortable when Jesus changes everything and he begins to stitch things together. And that's what he's trying to tell the church who are insiders and outsiders that we really do all belong together because of Jesus. I wish we had more African-Americans. Y'all know any more African-Americans? You got any friends? Bring them with you. We, we got one fella coming this on Sunday with us, and we got a couple set over here. And, but, man, do you know how white we look? We look really white on a Sunday in here, and I don't mean because we got on a white shirt. We're really white. Bring in some other guys. And some of you guys, I mean, you got Hispanic friends that you work with. Maybe, maybe you don't know how to speak Spanish, but maybe they're on your team and they work with you. Bring a couple of those guys too. It's really, it would really be good that we all just kind of mingle. Say mingle? Because that's the church. That really is the church. Young people and older people, we don't have a college town here. So we don't have a bunch of college-age people, but we got some, so bring some of those guys. And, and we've got senior adults, and we've got people in middle age, and people who work at factories and some farm. Bring them in. Heck yeah, guys, what are you thinking? Bring them on in, because it says that even though there's insiders and outsiders, and, and that we're all kind of different and torn apart, that Jesus can stitch us together. Is that not right? Then, then let's do it. Bring somebody in like you would your puppy dog or... Or your best cow that got her got her leg stuck in the fence and now she's got a big cut on it and they, and Dr. Rice had to sew her, her leg up because you love your cow so much. We ought to love people as much as we love her cow, shouldn't we? Heck yeah. So bring somebody in and help them get stitched up because they, they might got a big cut on them. Maybe not a real cut, but maybe they've got a big cut because they think they don't fit in or they don't belong in anybody's church. That's not true. Verse 13, look at it. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once on the outside, non-Jewish, spiritual outsiders, you once, you who were once far away, have been brought to the Jesus party, invited to the Jesus party, brought near through the blood of Christ, for he himself is our peace, who has made the two, uh, the two one and has destroyed the barrier. Man, that's a trick. That is, that is what Jesus does. Jesus changes everything. We made so many laws where you can park your car... <laughs> What, what day you can go to the courthouse, which day you can buy groceries, 
when the pharmacy is open. We have made so many crazy laws and rules. It's nuts, isn't it? It's just nuts. And just think about how confusing it is in our world of making more laws and more rules and more conditions. Only Jesus said, I'm taking care, I'm wiping it out. Come on, guys, I'm going to wipe it out. I gave you the Ten Commandments and you turned it into 613 rules to live by. It's too hard. You made it too hard for anybody. And Jesus, when he got to the cross, said, I'm for you. And he looked at the guy that was hanging next to him, the thief on the cross. He says, I'm for you too. Think about that. You think that God's not for you? Are you kidding me? He's telling the guy hanging next to him he's for him too. Jesus really is for everybody. Say, dude, he wants to stitch us up and bring us together and try to help God do that by talking to other people who just don't know that God is for people like them too. Because of the blood of Christ, he brought us near. For he himself is our peace who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing in his flesh on the cross the law and the rules that nobody could keep with its commandments and regulations. And Jesus starts a new covenant agreement with people, all people on the cross. His purpose was to create in himself one new man, one new nation, one new family, one new church, one new body of Christ. Quit calling yourself Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, Republican, Democrat. Quit calling yourself all these labels that divide us and just say, I'm a Christian. Amen? Come on now. Just say, I'm an American. And when you go vote, it's nobody's business. You vote for whoever you want to vote for. You don't need a label. Come on. Because he made us all one family. The two, making peace. And in this one body, to reconcile, stitch us together, insiders and outsiders, Jews and Gentiles, both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility, fighting with each other, couldn't get along. We need to get along better. Parents, you got to get along better, guys. Your kids are watching. That's a mouthful, isn't it? Parents got to get along better because the kids are watching. And people got to get along better because people who don't go to church are watching. And our pets are, they're watching too. We need to all get along. Shoot. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. All right. So we, we're just people and sometimes people call us weirdo and then we get mad about that. We're just normal. You get to decide who you are. Just be who you are. You know, God's going to change us and he wants us to be a Christian and a disciple and a follower of Jesus and be more like Jesus, but it's not insiders and outsiders, not labeling each other, making distinctions between the good guy and the bad guy in every way imaginable is kind of the history of the world, and that's what we've done. 
governments and political parties divided us and still do, and families are divorcing at record rates and still do, and creates all kinds of fractures in the family and the home and still does, and we're kind of stuck in this muck about, you know, you're a weirdo and calling each other names and trying to decide who's normal and who's not, and it is not what God intended. It's not the family or it's not the church that God intended. It's not the team or the company. It's it's not about my money or my car or my country or my way. It really is. It's about Jesus. Jesus came to stitch us together when we've been torn apart, and I hope that helps. I hope that makes sense. Whether it's rich people or poor people, we can all get along. Diversity is a good thing. Being different is a good thing. You don't have to all get up early, and you don't all have to stay up late. I mean, it's great that he gives us choices in life, enjoy different menus, enjoy different different things in life that are pleasures. It's, it's a good thing. It truly is. I didn't know that for a long time. I didn't know for a long time that it was a good thing to be kind of different and everybody could be different a little bit. I really didn't know that until I found the purpose of God was not to make us all just like. Listen to me. This is the sermon. I'm almost out of time. I see the clock ticking there. It took me a while to understand this. Maybe you'll get it quicker than I did. It took me a while to figure out that the purpose of God was not to make us all just alike, but instead to make us like Jesus. Got it? You want to wear a suit tomorrow? Wear your best suit. You want to wear jeans? Jeans will be fine. You want to sing a hymn? Find you a church that sings hymns. You want to sing with something that sounds like Caleb music? Find a church like Journey. Be like Jesus. Verse 16, 17, 18. Jesus brings people together. That's what's pretty cool about church. Christianity, the body of Christ. Verse 16. Christ brought us together through his death on the cross. The cross got us to embrace. And that was the end of the hostility. You need to hug your brother. They hug my brother. You need to hug your brother and sister who's different than you and get over it that you're different. Quit saying you're different and just say you're unique. Hug your brother and sister. Christ came and preached peace to you outsiders and peace to us insiders. He treated us as equals and so made us equals. Through him we both share the same spirit and have equal access to the Father. He stitched us together. That's all I can tell you. That's all I got. We're torn apart. He stitched us together. He has the right to decide what's normal, and he gets to do that. When we get pulled apart by life because of differences, Jesus is like the best tailor you ever met who's going to sew us back together. Your marriage got a problem? Talk to Jesus about it. You guys feel like you're getting torn apart? Let Jesus fix it. He'll sew you up, fix you, and make you look better than ever. Go talk to Jesus about your differences so that he might sew you back together. Say amen? Yeah. And here's the last thing. Our, our life then gets a lot better. We find completion when he sews us all together. Verse 18. 
For through him, both insiders and outsiders, for through Jesus, we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens and God's people and members of God's household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. Man, that's a lot of words. In Jesus, the whole building is joined together, sewn together, stitched together, and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in Jesus, you two are being built together to become a better marriage, a better family, a better place to work, a better place to buy groceries, a better coffee shop. Everything gets better because of Jesus. Become a better dwelling, big or little church, in which God lives by His Spirit. Amen. Say amen. All right, here's three pictures of partnerships that we have with Jesus. We have membership in a new city. It's like getting a green card, and you you have full rights and privileges. You're not any longer an illegal. So you have a new city in Jerusalem, a home in heaven because of Jesus. Part two, you get a new family. You get to be close to God. You get to be near God. You have a new family and, and kinfolk forever in heaven. Number three, you have a partnership in a new kind of building. It's not a building made with brick and mortar, but a building that's made with people. Uh, Jesus wants us to cooperate, white people, black people, city, country people, marriage, single people, whatever kind of people, just people. Church is a place to partner and find energy and synergy by working and sharing life together. We are better together. Wow, that's a mouthful. We are different, so we can embrace that because God lets us. God planned it that way, and that's the new normal. Don't overdo it. And try something that's uh, your idea. You're not going to come up with any better idea than God already has. So bottom line, life really does work better together. No kidding. Say no kidding. All right. It's probably all I got for you on Saturday night. We're going to do communion. Justin's going to pass the trays. You guys who are home, I hope that you will join us if you're still home watching. I hope you'll talk to somebody. I hope you'll get a hold of somebody in your family or in your work group or somebody on your street or somebody you meet by accident at Walmart. I hope you'll talk to somebody and just tell them because they really have no idea how good Jesus is and that he really is for everybody. And even though we are kind of different and weird sometimes, maybe weirdos it seems like, it's okay. We're just unique and God stitches us together and he makes a plan for us to be a family together. Really, forever. You better start getting along with each other because you're going to be in heaven together if you love Jesus. You got you to work this out. We got to work this out and get along with everybody that loves Jesus too. Say amen. Here's what it says. Romans chapter 8. And we know that in all things God works for the good for those who love Him. And we have been called according to His purpose for those God foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those He predestined, He also called. Those He also justified. Those He justified, He also glorified. It's not something you can do for yourself. It's something God has done for us. 
So we, we just have to trust God, that God makes up for all of our differences and how unique we are. And instead of calling us weirdos, He calls us children, His children. He calls us His family. He doesn't call us weirdos. We are different, and we have some weird ideas sometimes, but He, because of Jesus, everybody needs Jesus. Because of Jesus, He really does. He calls us His family. Take the bread. If he loved the thief on the cross, I think he loves you and me too. Well, it's not because he deserved it. The thief on the cross sure didn't deserve it, and neither do we. But Jesus says, buddy, I'm for you. He's for you and me too. Jesus? Amen. Let me pray. God, thank you. It's all over the Bible. Jesus is everywhere, and he has always been trending. He's been trending in the Bible, and he's trending in the world again. And when people discover who Jesus is, labels don't really matter. So help us get past labels, and might, might we all recognize that because of what we just did just now, we've got our, we've got our foot up. We've got the first step toward other people. We can, we can launch out, and we can talk to other people because now we're forgiven. Now we have the mercy and grace of God to go tell other people you can get some of the same. May we talk to people every single day about what really matters, that Jesus says people matter most. May we, may we do that, help him do that. In Jesus' name, amen. Drop your communion cups in the basket. Put your offering in that plate. And if you've got some pocket change left over, bring it up here and put it in the Tide jug. Thank you guys for coming. And you guys who are home, hope that you uh, are healthy and blessed. Stay with us with the series. Stay in the book of Ephesians. Let's keep reading it together. God loves you, and we love you too. Hope to see you real soon. We're going to sing another song. These guys are going to come.